News Talk ZB, this is Politics Central here on the Weekend Collective. We talk politics every Sunday between 3 and 4. And today in Auckland, it was the AGM for New Zealand First. Uh, there was an article out today saying that Winston Peters was genuinely surprised by how poorly the party did in the last election. He thought they were just inaccurate polls leading up to it, and he could blame the polls, and then on election day when they'd snuck through, he could say, see, I told you. But that wasn't the case. Uh, but that hasn't meant that Winston has just sailed off into the sunset. Here he is, back speaking at the party's AGM. Is he going to make a tilt and make a comeback at the next election? Would people vote for him again? Uh, Derek Cheng, a New Zealand Herald political reporter, he was at the AGM and he joins us now. Derek, hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you, mate? Very good. So what was the, uh, what was the vibe um, at the conference? Uh, the vibe was quite optimistic. Like the party members uh, all felt like there was, uh, you know, um, a need for the party to be back in government, and that voters would would return to the party, and they would see that. Uh, and you know, there was generally a feeling that they will rise like the phoenix from the ashes once again and return to parliament in 2023 with Winston Peters at the helm. And what about the man himself? He uh, gave a lengthy speech to conclude the AGM. He gave no hint at retirement or anything like that he said we will be back uh because we believe we can um to raucous applause among about 150 or so members uh one of the members uh carried around a big sign uh declaring that they'll be back uh, he didn't um say specifically i will be leading the party in 2023 but you know that was fairly implicit and um some of the former mps like shane jones for example afterwards uh, clearly said that he believed Winston Peters will be there in 2023. Do they stand for anything or do they just stand against stuff? Uh, well, that's He did talk a lot about some of the more positive things that they did in the last government. That's something that the, the party's own review discussed about the failure of the last campaign and how it was too negative. But a lot of his speech was pretty classic Winston. It was... Um, you know, slamming all kinds of things, Labour, National, the Greens. He had a go at Ngāti Woke, the use of Aotearoa instead of the, the words New Zealand in, in many government reports. Uh, he talked against Ngāti, Ngāti Woke and uh, he talked about light rail and the cycle bridge and where they're going to dump the EV batteries and all kinds of stuff. It was sort of, sort of classic Winston, really. Did he have a crack at the media? That's, you, you guys are his pet whipping boys and girls. He certainly had a crack at the media. Indeed, when the media entered the conference room, some of the members uh, called us the enemy. Some of them said, be nice. And uh, Winston, several times he had a go at the media. I can't really uh, specify exactly what for because there were too many to remember. And that's always, in my mind, where he's got things completely wrong, is that, that somehow this guy who is, for all his flaws, is extremely charming. He's very, very funny. Uh, anyone who's vaguely connected uh, to someone who knows Winston personally will have heard stories of how much fun he is to hang out with. And so why doesn't he use that charisma to woo the media instead of this this futile effort to say that they're the enemy and to be up against them? I think, I think that that's cost him votes over the years. Maybe, but, you know, it's not uncommon for politicians to, you know, slam the media and think they've been given a hard go. I mean, it's definitely something that... Um, Donald Trump has used time and time again. So it's almost like a strategy. You know, media are often like at the lowest uh, trusted professions in the country, right about around the, the same level as politicians, actually. Uh, so, you know, I think it takes, he, he, he honestly probably 
regardless of whether he thinks he gets a hard time uh, from the media, he, he probably honestly thinks that it's not going to lose him any votes to say that, that you know they don't give him a fair run. Um, given the reaction of the room to Winston, is there such a thing as New Zealand first without him? Oh, that's the great question, right? And uh, there was uh, there have been sort of hints about you know when the succession plan, if a succession plan will happen, and and whether it would be viable. There was no real hint of addressing that today, as far as the party is concerned, and as far as all the all the party members and everyone in that room was concerned. Winston is the party, and he will be leading it from now until eternity. Is there still a, some sort of shadow hanging over with um, a court case regarding funding? And I'm, I'm trying to remember all the details of it, but um, where, where's that at? That's definitely still before the courts. I talked to some of the party members beforehand. Some of them were quite frank about that, how that is continually uh, problematic. Uh, one person, one party member referred to it as the albatross around the party's neck uh, and uh, and potentially keeping them from returning from Parliament in 2023, regardless of how that court case goes. If there is uh, wrongdoing found against the New Zealand Foundation or not, the public might perceive that, that something wrong's gone there. Uh, something wrong has gone on there. So that is definitely something the party will be conscious of and voters as well. How much do you think that New Zealand First has actually been um, useful in New Zealand politics and that there's a, a room for a populist party and that New Zealand First is a whole lot less scary and, and, and a whole lot less damaging to society, I would argue, than other populist parties around the world. And that if New Zealand First kind of disappears and Winston disappears, that in that vacuum could, could come something which is a whole lot more, say, xenophobic. That's, that's definitely something that has been raised, uh, especially uh, when they did not return to Parliament. What would fill that vacuum? And there were a number of other more extreme parties out there that could potentially come in and uh, be worse for New Zealand politics in general. Um, but, you know, they've been out of Parliament for several months. Nothing has really um, come in to stand in, in, in that vacuum. And that's why I think a lot of the party members are still really optimistic that there is a place on the political spectrum for New Zealand first to come up and sweep up a bunch of votes and come back to Parliament.